What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Obviously, as you can tell, we haven't done a podcast in a while because Brandon's just screwing up the joint. I even wake up on time. I'm in my seat at 10, and this is what you do to me. You're late, and you have technical difficulties. You have one job on that side. Okay? You have one job, Jamal Murray. I need you to be consistent. Okay? Look, new apartment, new setup, new internet, new everything. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, um, tell us about the new apartment real quick. I need to check my settings real quick because I'm I'm super loud. So do talk real quick. (laughs) So you give me crap about your technical issues, and now you have technical issues. (laughs) Your mic, your mic was hot though. So, but. I don't know. I think you just need to push your mic away from you because your mic was hot when when you were talking to me. So I don't know what's going on with with your end. But how about yeah. now? Is that better? No, it's not. No. Look how far the mic is from me. There's the, a little. <laughs> there's so legitimately little. so it's much. It's better though. It's better though. All right. Hold on. One more thing. How about now? That's fine. Okay. I think you're awesome. good. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we have a lot to get to because we have not done a podcast in quite some time. I really don't like the mic being this far from me. I don't know. My mic is really far from me too, but. It, like naturally I'm coming, you know what? Coach said it sounds fine. So I'm going with coach and not you. You had technical difficulties. I can't <laughs> trust you. Anyways. Okay. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, we can bash the nuggets and Jamal Murray. Um, we can make fun of Drew Locke. Um, we could preview the Super Bowl. Remember the Super Bowl that includes the guy that you wanted to trade? That's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different areas we could go. We could talk about how Kevin Durant somehow was able to play in a game last night, uh, despite being in the yeah, health and safety that was, protocols. That was a disaster. I was following that on Twitter. I'm like, what is what is going on? What is going <laughs> How How did he get back in there? Because... It was maybe about an hour before the game where I saw Woj's tweet saying that Kevin Durant will not start due to uh, contact tracing. And then he put out a tweet maybe 20, 30 minutes later saying he will not play. And then another 30 minutes go by. After the the very end of the first quarter, it's like Kevin Durant's checking in. And then an hour goes by and it says Kevin Durant leaves the game. I'm like, are you guys all right? <laughs> what this is, and now they want to do the All Star game, and which all the players hate. They're all yeah. just crabbing on it. When you have LeBron, Kawhi, uh, who else did it? Uh, Giannis. Giannis was like, I think we just need to follow the big dog. And I'm like, Giannis, you know what? Have a voice of your own, okay? If you want to play it, you say you want to play it. Well, look, it, it, whatever LeBron does, everyone's gonna follow. So for Jokic, Jokic <laughs> is a man of his own. I don't, I don't think Jokic would want to play either. Speaking of that, did you see when they asked him uh, the similarities between him and LeBron? And he was like, our quickness, athleticism is there. We're about the same. I don't know if he can jump as high as me. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. He's great. And then the, you know, the Nuggets proceeded to get kicked in the face you know, yeah. from the second half on. But yeah, we, we can talk about that too. That, that's the best team in the. We can we can start with the Nuggets. 
that's the best team in the league. Uh, the Lakers are. They don't have the best record. Utah will fall apart at some point. We're all used to that. Um, but the the Lakers, I think right now they're just kind of coasting. I think to start the year they were saying it was more of like, all right, let's, let's kind of show we're defending champions. Blah 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 blah. Um, but now I think it's for most of the league too. I think it's just kind of time to coast, probably until after the All Star break. Because All Star break is what March. So yeah, over the over the next month, I I would say most teams are probably gonna coast here, and you're gonna start to see some teams' records drop. You're gonna start to see some teams' records rise because of that. Uh, and then after the All Star break, I think that's where you're gonna start to see the difference. Where the Lakers will probably take off and take the one seed. Um, if Denver's one of those teams, they will get back up there. We'll see. If Utah's one of those teams, they'll get up there. Well, the, you'll kind of see teams in the west jump up to the top four so like you know there's i think there's four teams tied at 12 and 9 and denver's one of them i i guarantee you two of them will be yeah so you got you got denver phoenix portland um all at 12 and 9 and then golden state and san antonio are 12 and 10 uh memphis is 9 and 8 they haven't played very many games, so we'll how see. about Dallas? I did not see that coming. Yeah. They yeah, have well, completely imploded. Who who has the Knicks have their pick, right? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, well, from the Chris Stapps trade, so yeah, yeah. Um, but one, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas too after the All Star break kind of kicks into gear. But you'll see out of I would say out of Denver, Phoenix, Portland, and Golden State, out of those four teams two of them will be in the top five and maybe even top four and separating themselves from the bottom half of that of the of the eight teams to make the playoffs i think utah will drop back down maybe they're one of the four teams in the top four maybe but i think they drop back down um so it's gonna go with the lakers the clippers they're the two best teams in the west and then it goes you know which two of those five teams, Utah, Denver, Phoenix, Portland, Golden State, ends up running out that top four. But I think you'll start to see that separation right after the All-Star break. Yeah, and Coach said, isn't, isn't it gorgeous to watch Dallas suck? Um, I feel like there's some some Luka, Phoenix could have <laughs> drafted him, uh, disdain there. Uh, but I don't listen. I don't mind Dallas sucking. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, that's a team that gives the Nuggets problems, so I'll take it. I just didn't see it with, with largely the same team as last year and i mean there's no uh seth curry um other than that who else did they lose i mean they're pretty much running back the same squad and um, you look at what they rely on though they rely on luca obviously right but outside of luca and how they build the team is kind of how you would want to build a team around lebron right that's how you'd want to build a team around Jokic. Like if we could trade what the Dallas ha- what Dallas has for you know what the Nuggets have, I'd love that because they're the built with shooters. That, though, is the shooters that they have are inconsistent shooters. Yeah, and so uh, Hardaway is really good. I think he's a really good. underrated player. Yeah, Hardaway is good, but I think the rest of the group. It's last season. I think everyone had a good year, right? Shooting the ball. I think this year most of those guys. If I mean I don't know the numbers, but I, I I'm pretty sure most of those guys all their shooting numbers are down. They don't play defense, and their shooting is inconsistent, 
and they're a team that's going to live by the three or die by the three. That's that's a team that that motto goes towards. Golden State, back when they were, you know, that team, they didn't live by the three or die by the three because they were so damn good. They, it, it didn't matter. Steph was so consistent for, from three. Well, those early like, championship years, they lived and died by it. I mean, rarely I say, died, but... I would say maybe that first year for sure, but... Pre-Kevin Durant, though, I mean, they were they were chucking those things up. I don't know where they were in the league, but I guarantee they were top two, top three. Well, yeah, but they were hitting shots, though. Well, That's yeah, because the well, they, they have the two best shooters ever. So Yeah, right, exactly. Whereas Dallas, Luka can't hit a three consistently at all. And the other guys, other than maybe Hardaway, they're inconsistent. They don't have, they can't consistently hit threes throughout the game. And so that's where you're seeing, and then they can't play defense. They don't have a big to protect the paint. Porzingis isn't one of those guys. At least I don't think he is. And Porzingis has been hurt and inconsistent. So I just I, I think uh, they would benefit from someone getting someone like a um, an Andre Drummond, or even if they could. I don't think they have enough uh, to give up, but a Bradley Beal, they need, they need a big that can defend the paint, um, that can score down low, and they need another guy, another scorer, that they can rely on. They're kind of in a Listen, similar spot as as Denver. They need to start Boban. That is the answer to their question. He's seven foot fourteen. He murders the Nuggets every time. He's, you know, he can get boards like no other. He can score. I'm just kidding, by the way. But no, I, I think part of it, too, is like Chris Stapps is I don't know if he's like fallen off. Um, I don't know yeah, if it's just the injury, yeah, but uh, a D, yeah, look, look at he what, just, he, what he said. That yeah. Can, yeah, I'm seeing that graphic now, coach. This, this is rough. They're inconsistent and they and look, last year they all had a great year. And. You know, it's it's funny because I, I love I don't know I forget where we heard it, but oh it was it was Colin Coward on the show one time he said, take a player's best year and take their worst year, take it out. The rest of the years, that's who they are. I think a lot of those guys on on Dallas, they had their best year last year. And they're they're all becoming who really they we're all seeing who they really are this year. And and look, they're they can hit the three, like they're good role they're solid role players but they they're not role players that you can rely on they're not monte morris they're not you know uh a will barton where you can kind of rely on a little bit more can you rely on will barton though more, more than them yes mm. to do not necessarily to shoot but i think to to play hard to play defense a little bit and to score somewhat consistently I, I think he's a guy that you can rely on more so than than those guys. I'd take Tim Hardaway over. Um, I, I, I would take Barton. Tim Hardaway, but the rest of the guys no. Um, I think is the only uh, the only guy where I think he's a legit role player to keep around, and you can see it on the graphic, right? But everyone else is all way way down, uh, and then there's Luca way at the top. So, and then Porzingis, I. I think Porzingis is better. I just think he's having issues. Yeah, I forgot they got Josh Richardson. He's a he's one of those players that's sneaky, long, very athletic. Um, Maxi Kleba always seems to kill the Nuggets too. Like that's one of he's like of that like Davis Bertans, like those 
lanky white dudes that just sit out on the three and drill threes all night in your face, at least against the Nuggets. That's how it always happens. But we're here. Can can we just blaze the Nuggets now? Because I just... Ugh. They just... They... Well, it's, funny. it's funny because they're the four seed in the West right now. And it's just, they just feel like they're... And I shouldn't say it because they, they did go on like a six or seven game win streak there. They were playing really well and they ran up against LeBron and the Lakers and it's... But they had a chance to win that game. I'm not going to say they should have blown out the Lakers because obviously that's not the case. They had a chance to win that game. I think part of it was, um, one, I thought outside of his first two or three buckets to start the game, Jokic was a no-show. That was Jokic of like pre-last year, right? Where it's like, is he going to be aggressive or is he going to be passive tonight? He was aggressive to start. And then he was just nowhere to be found. I think foul trouble had a you know a role to play in that because I think he got three in the second um, or maybe two late in the second, and then he went out. And then outside of that, I mean, Jamal looked good to start the game. Um, and then, you know, in the second half, he, he was just nowhere to be found. I, there's just so many areas I have just – I just want to dissect this team. Where do you want to start? Because I have issues with Jamal. I have issues with Paul Millsap. I have issues with Will Barton. Um, I have issues with uh, Gary Harris in that I think it's time we need to just maybe swallow the the bullet, so to speak, and just find a way to get him out of here because he just can't stay healthy. It's just, it's just what it is at this point now. Um, I just... There's so many avenues. I want to in the the whole third quarter thing. Like at a certain point, I get the players come out lackadaisical. They get cute looking at you, Jamal. But at some point now it's like, okay, Michael Malone, what are you doing that is not working? What what adjustments are you not making? Like there's so many avenues of this team. I just want to attack and flame right now. So where would you like to start? Well, I, I think, look, other, uh, what, what, you mentioned a couple guys, Paul Millsap, Will Barton. Um, Paul Millsap is, is done. The only reason why they brought him back was because I, 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 I think they were, they want to bring back Jeremy Grant and bring in Jermichael Green and let Paul Millsap go. I think that was probably the original plan. When they lost Jeremy Grant, they were still able to get Jermichael Green, but they needed someone else. So they brought in, they brought back Paul Millsap. He's it done. was a panic move. It, I don't think it was a panic move. I think it was just best avail- available at that point. He already knew the system. I think he was the backup backup plan. I think that's what, that's what it was. Um, and it, that the free agent class last, this past offseason wasn't that good. So you didn't have a lot of options. Uh, and that's why they signed him to a one-year deal, right? If if he was more of a, I believe it was a one-year deal. If it was more of a long-term plan, they would have signed him for three. So, or at least uh, this is the you we wanted you originally. Then they would have signed him for a three-year deal. Um, Will Barton, I think, just doesn't fit on this team anymore. I don't think he really understands what his role is. I think there's a lot of guys on this team that don't understand what their role is. Um, And I I think outside of Jokic and Monte, I don't think anyone else knows really what their role is. 
I think Jamal and MPJ are fighting to be that number two guy. I don't, I will is lost. Gary doesn't necessarily fit the role that they need him to, to fill. Uh, Paul Millsap can't do it anymore. Jamichael Green does, does fit in that role. That he's, he's been great. In, he's been he great this year. Start. He needs to start. The, the problem is, look, the, the, these guys, at a certain point, you can only get so far with what, what they have. And that includes their head coach. And, and we've talked about Malone, and we've questioned, is he the guy that builds this team and can get them over the top as well? Or is he the guy that just builds it and they got to move on? Just like with Gar- Golden State, Mark Jackson built it. They moved on from him. There was some other issues too, but it was also let's go out and get a guy who can elevate this team, take this team to the next level. That was Steve Kerr. Um, so and uh, it, going back to the the Jordan documentary, the the Last Dance, they talked about how I forget who they had originally. I can't remember um, the head coach. Uh, gosh, uh, Collins. It? Yes, Collins. And they talked about how he was able to get them to a certain point, but they needed someone to take them to the next level. Bill Jackson was sitting there on the bench. He knew he was learning the triangle, blah, 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 blah. And they wanted to go with him to kind of elevate the team and take the team to the next level. That's, I, I love Malone, but, and he's one of my favorite coaches in the league, but I don't think he can elevate this team. I just don't. I, I think the the message is getting a little stale in the locker room. And look, every time I talk about this, they go on some ridiculous run. Just like in the playoffs, we talked about it when they were down 3-1. They came back from 3-1. And then we talked about it again against the Clippers. And then they came back from down 3-1 again. So every time I talk about this and mention this, they go on some ridiculous, stupid run. So I don't really... I, I But I think at a certain point, it's... You fooled me once, shame on... Me or shame on you. You fool oh me boy. twice, shame on me. Yeah, right? You're gonna butcher it's, that one. <laughs> I think at a certain point we we keep on going over the same pattern. It's this run of kind of just, like these issues pop up all the time, and all of a sudden it gets fixed for about a six to ten game run. And then it pops up again. And then it's another six to ten game run where it seems fixed. And that's been kind of the case over the last three years. So at this point, the front office needs to make a decision and they need to start making moves. You cannot just continue to wait because you're wasting Jokic's prime. And I mean, he's only, he's what, 25? You have, with him playing like this, you have probably four more years minimum, I think. I think with him, it could be longer because he's not a super athletic guy. I think it could be longer, but we see it a lot where some guys hit their prime between 25 to 29, and then they kind of fall off a cliff. Or at least they kind of go back to what they were maybe between 22 and 24. I'm not saying that's what I think was going to happen to Jokic. I'm just saying that's a possibility. So that's why I'm saying at minimum, you got four more years. Right. But I would say that you need to win and go for it within those four years, because there's a chance once he hits 30, he could fall off that cliff. Yeah, maybe. So 
I just so, don't think it's likely. I don't think he'll fall off a cliff. I don't at think 30. it's likely either, but you cannot just continue to say, well, Jokic is, or uh, Jamal is only 20, uh, 23, 24, MPJ is only 21, 22, blah, 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 is 20, whatever. You, we cannot, they cannot wait five, six years for them to enter their prime finally. And then Jokic is 31, and we're like, well, now we have to win because yeah. Jokic is 31. No, I agree. It, it, it's like Dallas, right? Yeah. When Dallas had Dirk, it was. Let's wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. And then, oh, Dirk's 32, 33, 34. We got to go all out now. They can't yeah. do that. And LeBron is, keep on saying this year after year, but LeBron, you got to, LeBron's getting close to where at some point he's not going to get to the finals when he makes the playoffs. It's been nine straight years. So I think it ends at 10. I think this is the last year. I think next year is your window, is at least when that window starts to open. They need to make a decision this offseason, and I get that they just re-signed Malone, but you got to really take a hard look at Malone. And with the rest of this group, you have to make a decision on Jamal. I I think you're good with MPJ, and you gotta make you gotta make a move. You gotta either overpay to go get someone, or you gotta make a gutsy trade on a one or two year rental and hope that they resign with you, but they have yeah. to do it now because if they wait, they're it's going to be too late. Yeah, no, so I agree. At the end of the day, the team that they have, it's good enough to be a top four seed, maybe even a top three seed, possibly get to the Western conference finals. That's their ceiling. Last year, I think they hit their ceiling with this group. So, and then they did really nothing in the offseason. So, they need to make a move. It's got to be Bradley Beal. That's the only option you have right now, at least right now. So, if you want to make the move this season and go for it this season, you have to give up whatever it takes to get Bradley Beal. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, uh, whoever else, keep Jokic and MPJs off the table and four first round picks. I would go all out. Well, if I'm Washington, I'm not coming to the table if MPJ's not in there. I listen. I see what if, if you're giving me no, Mm-mm. no. I mean, he would he. I take Jamal, but you need to. I'm not coming to the table if, if, unless if you're offering, <laughs> Michael. I think if you're also the offering the four first round picks, I mm. think I think that's big because remember, four first round picks isn't 2022, Twenty twenty six and twenty twenty eight. You cannot trade a pick, first round pick, back to back years. But you also have to that think means, too. If you're trading Bradley Beal to the Nuggets, those will be like you would could think e- good he picks. Could easily leave. He could easily okay. easily leave. But okay, then at least okay, half of those. There's a chance that the, that that those the last two picks are top ten picks. Sure, but a half of those are probably going to be fifteen to you know twenty five or something like that. And I would, it, and I would like the other the other picks are swaps. Okay. So you give, maybe. Up eight, give up pretty much eight first round picks. That's just me though. If I was Washington, I'm not coming to the table unless MPJ's at least in there somehow. But you touched on a lot there, and I want I want to get to to all of it too. So with Paul Millsap, I agree. I think he is over the hill. I think he has to be in a Udonis Haslam type role uh, with the Miami Heat, to where he just is there for mentorship and leadership. Other than that, he he doesn't need to be on the floor. I mean, his defense is atrocious. Like that's one of the main reasons why Malone loved him and kept him around. He can't guard anybody anymore. 
every time he touches the ball on the offensive side, I hold my breath. I, I wonder how is this going to go awful, and it usually ends up going awful. I mean, how many times have we see, seen him leave layups short or little bunny shots? And I'm yeah. just like, dude, what are, you, what are you doing? And then speaking of layups, Will Barton cannot finish around the rim for his life. I don't know if he's in his head right now, um, but it seems like every shot around the rim is rimming out and he just can't finish. And I think for Will Barton, I think part of it is maybe he's pressing a little bit going into a contract year. He wants to really show something. He's not showing much of anything. And for him, I think the Nuggets, the best thing for them would to be kick the tires on potential trade partners. Um, to see what they could get for Will Barton. Obviously, you're not going to get a haul for Will Barton, but I just right now, he's not really adding much to the team. And I think for him, it would be better because I think eventually he's going to get replaced in the starting lineup uh, by MPJ. So I think it would be better for him uh, to go to a place where he could play for, for a good contract. So Will Barton is just... I just I just don't even know where to begin with him outside of the finishing. He just He's not adding anything right now. Michael Malone, I think... I think I'm just now getting to that point because I've always, I think out of the two of us been more pro Malone than you have not to say you're anti Malone, but I think I've been a little bit more reluctant to go the route of, okay, we need to start thinking about moving off this guy. I think I'm starting to get there. Um, I think Malone's a good coach. I just don't, these third quarter development coach i think yeah. he's a fantastic development coach well, but defensive I don't think- coach and i just don't think he has the personnel that he wants to anymore to do what he wants even when he did have guys like tory craig and jeremy grant like the team was still iffy and suspect at times defensively i just think there's times where i'm just like at a certain point you keep blowing third quarter leads and you keep going on national tv and making a fool of yourself and like at a certain point like i'm looking at you now like, I'm not letting the players completely off the hook, but I'm also looking at you. Like, what are you doing or not doing that's contributing to this problem? I don't think he should be fired or anything like that. But I do think now is a real time to start thinking, okay, is Malone the guy that can take this team over the hump? Can he get the most out of a, a Jokic um, and a Murray and an MPJ? So I think that's that's real. With Jokic... I think he'll he'll be in his prime for many years. Um, you know, I think he's one of those guys that doesn't rely on athleticism. I think I could easily say see him playing into his, you know, mid thirties, late thirties like Dirk did, and just relying on that skill and his passing and his IQ. Uh, there will always be even when he does fall off of a, a cliff. I mean, Jokic would be a hell of a bench option <laughs> coming off the bench as a guy who could provide you 12 to 18 and five assists. Let's not wait to go all out. He's at the end of his career. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And you know, we're hitting 25, 26. He's, I would think just entering that prime. Um, But I mean, there's no guarantees that he'll stay. Hopefully he's a Tim Duncan type and he just wants to stay committed. But Tim Duncan also won early in his career. If Tim Duncan didn't win early in his career, Does he stay in San Antonio? I don't know. So I agree. We can't waste Jokic's prime. You need to build this team better around him. And that's where we come to Tim Connolly. And I don't even know who their um, GM is. Uh, I just know Tim is really uh, a mainstay in those type of decisions. This team is the, the ceiling is very clear. And I think we saw that before the season started, but I don't think, 
most of Nuggets Nation or, or those that cover the Nuggets um, either wanted to see it or did see it. I think this team has a hard ceiling of second round. Things fall your way. Somehow you back into a Western Conference Finals again. But I think that's a ceiling. I think this is a good team. I think it's a playoff team. Um, outside of that, this isn't a championship level roster. But and to be fair, though, it's hard to come across those. Like how many teams can you point to in the NBA right now and say, oh, I could legitimately see them winning a title. I could see the Clippers. I could see the Lakers and I could see the Nets. Um, Philly, maybe. And Milwaukee are probably on the outside looking in. I could see them possibly getting to a finals, but I don't know if I could see them winning the finals. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's either going to be L.A., the Lakers, or the Nets, or the Clippers that are going to win a title. Yeah. And, well, and, and look, among the West, Denver is probably a top four, top five team. You know, yeah. I, I, I think they're better than Utah. I think they're better than Phoenix. I think they're better than Portland. So, like, they're, they're a top... They might be the third best team in the West. But... But there's a there's a gap, a massive gap between the two LA teams and then the rest of the crew. I, I, I think you got the two LA teams, then there's a big gap, and then there's Denver, and then there's a little small gap, and there's a rest. I think that's kind of what it is. The only reason why I don't put Portland right there with Denver is because of injuries. You, just, yeah. you Well, even when them. they were healthy, they were not playing defense right. at all. And and look, maybe we're wrong about Utah, but until Utah proves otherwise, they got to win a first round series. Well, I think I, I think Utah there. I think Utah is clearly the third best team in the NBA or uh, maybe, in the West. They're playing like that, right? But I don't well, they roster are. wise, they're not, but they're playing that way, and that's what I mean. They're they're playing as as if they're the third best team in the West. I think even though they have the best record right now, I like you. I do not buy Utah because what they remind me of is the nuggets of the past few years that we've seen multiple times very deep play well in the regular season and i'm telling you watch we're gonna get to the playoffs and they're gonna end up matching with la one of the two la teams in the second round and i that's a gentleman sweep i think it's a gentleman sweep the problem with utah is look i like donovan mitchell but i don't think he is i don't think he can be your number one guy on a deep playoff team I think he's a solid. He's a he's a great two. Uh, if he were to join a Luca or a um, like a Kawhi, he'd be great next to Kawhi. Like he, I think he'd be a great two. The problem is that one, he's the the one number one guy on that team, but there is no number two. You can say Gobert, but Gobert can't do anything offensively other than dunk. So. He's limited, and that dis- I, that to me disqualifies him as being any type of second best player on a on a deep playoff team. He can be the third or fourth, probably the fourth is where I would want him to be. Um, so I think Gobert would be great on the Nuggets because he'd be you know the fourth best player on the team, at least as offensively fourth option, right? So that's where I think that team they have a lot of shooters. They're deep, but I think they have a problem at the top end. Donovan Mitchell's not a number one, and Gobert is not even a number three. And that makes me think of um, Shaq's comments a few weeks ago that everybody was up in arms about. But I, I actually 
agree with Shaq. I agree with it too. That um, you know, he doesn't see Donovan as like a superstar. And again, I'm nitpicky when it comes to that. I think there's only two superstars. If you want to throw Kawhi, I guess he's borderline and Steph is borderline. But I think there's only two guys in the NBA right now that are superstars, and that's LeBron and that's Kevin Durant. Um, and then outside of that, you have your perennial all-stars, your elite type of players. And then, you know, you go from there. But I think Donovan is, he's a volume shooter. You can see uh, through his stat line, there's a lot of 10 of 25, uh, 6 of 19. Like he hits a lot of those. It's, it's similar to Jamal um, in that aspect. Now, I think well, he's a little bit more consistent than Jamal, but. Over his career. I'm going to take out his rookie year, but he's right around 20. He's averaged 23.8, 24, and 23.3, okay? That's all on 20 shots, 19.4, and 18.6. That's not yeah, he's not good. efficient. Yeah, he's a volume he's guy. <laughs> and the worst efficient. part, too, four assists and four rebounds. That's well, that's what they were saying on guy. TNT that week, is that he's the stat was he's only had, I think, one game of double-digit assists and one game in his career of, like, double-digit rebounds, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, he doesn't. He, um, do, he doesn't. He's a scorer, and that's why I'm saying he's a... I think he'd be a fantastic two guy. Kind of, I think he's very similar to CJ McCollum. Oh, I love CJ McCollum so much. But remember, but think I about love it. That guy. If Donovan was the second best player on this team, you would love Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You love CJ because CJ can never be that number one guy. I think they the they're player, you love them. Those guys are both really good twos, but would be amazing threes on yeah, a team. Yeah. Like the third option, like, oh, that would be perfect. And, and coach said Bogdan was was injured during the bubble. He was. But again, I just we have experience with this. We, we see this with the Nuggets quite often. They're a deep team, regular season. You great. know what? It reminds me of the Denver Nuggets with Carmelo. No, yeah, I think Carmelo was okay. better than Donovan Mitchell, but I don't think Carmelo could. I don't think Carmelo. Would, what do you mean? Like play style been. or just like how good they were? The, the team. So, like, you had you had Melo. Uh, now, I'm going to say Melo is better than Donovan Mitchell. Easily. But I don't think that Melo could have ever really been the best on a championship team. I think he would have been an amazing two. I don't know. I think... I, I just... I don't think they he could were, have... If they maybe. were able to get past that Lakers... I, I think he could have. They would have beat Orlando. I think. In the I think finals. maybe there was one or two years where he could have been that, where he was that guy. Yeah. But for the most part, he wasn't. And it took them getting Chauncey to really be the leader of the team for them to get there. So he Melo didn't have everything to be that number one guy. He could at times, but he didn't have. He lacked. Everything yeah, he lacked in leadership, and I think where where he lacked, I, I think Donovan. I think Donovan's probably a really good leader. Um, he's a feisty guy. You can tell he has a lot of fight. Like what I loved his response too to Shaq when Shaq was like, what do you think about that? Me saying this? And he was like, okay, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, and you know that inside that lit a fire in him. And I like that, but like, I, I agree. I think Donovan's a great player. It's not to say he's a scrub, but I think the really star level players find ways to impact the game in multiple ways. That's why we rave about Jokic so much because it's not just scoring. It's not, he can literally choose on a given night. How do I want to dominate the game tonight? Do I want to play make? Do I want to pass? 
Do I want to score? Do I want to rebound? Do I want to do two of those, three of those, four of those at the same time? Um, and you saw that against Utah. I mean, and that's a defensive player of the year candidate in Rudy Gobert. And I thought it was it was a bold strategy by Utah to be like, you know what? We're not going to do Rudy on Jokic tonight. We're going to play him weak side and have him come over and try and bother Jokic's shot. And so they threw like Bogdan uh, or Bogdanovich on him and like those type of guys. And I was like, that's a bold, that's a bold strategy. And what did he do? He dropped 47. Um, but even when Gobert's on him, like you look at the playoff series, he still averaged 29, 30 points a game. So it's like the, the great ones, they find multiple ways. LeBron does that. Kevin Durant does that. By the way, how great does Kevin Durant look, by the way? Um, it's just, I think, Donovan is of yeah, that he, second or third tier. I wish tier. Kevin Durant would do it, you know, without another top five player. But oh, come on, come on! Don't be that guy. I'm just saying, he is the greatest scorer I have ever seen of the basketball. Yeah, yeah, he is. He now, I, I agree. when it comes to winning championships, I'll give you that. But being just great, he doesn't need anybody's yeah. help. Well, yeah, but so. You know. Oh my gosh! Now you've now you've transitioned your hate from James Harden to Kevin Durant. This is so no, unnecessary. No, 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 Kevin. No, I love Kevin Durant. I just, I just wish that he, you know, didn't join a seventy-three win team. He didn't. Well, he took the easy way out. Yeah, he well. did. He, he took the easiest way out. But to be fair, what do we judge these guys all the time on? It's championships. Yeah. But again, he did join the bully that beat him when he was up three-one. They didn't need Kevin Durant. Well, no. well, they apparently they well, did. I, <laughs> yeah, I Draymond called did. him in the parking lot and said, I "We actually, need you, please." Here's the thing: they here's shined the, the bat signal into that bay sky, and it was Kevin Durant's skinny legs, his twigs. That's that's his bat signal. Is the the twig of his legs? I think it would have been different because if, if well, I think we both agree, I think most people agree, if Kyrie and Kevin Love were healthy that year one, they would have won. Yeah. So they would have won back to back. I think at that point it would have been more okay for KD to join that team because they had just lost twice in the NBA Finals. They can't beat LeBron. They need someone to beat LeBron. I think it would have been a little bit better, but because they won that first one and then they went on to win 73 games in the regular season and just completely dominate the West and come back from 3-1 themselves in the conference finals, it just looked bad. But I think if it was different where Cleveland had won those first two, then I it, yeah. it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Yeah, if Kelly Olenek didn't try and, you know, intentionally snap off Kevin Love's arm, and then if Kyrie, you know, what did he, he like fractured his kneecap or something like that? Um, yeah, it was game one because Cleveland won game one. Yeah. It went into overtime. They won game. If they had just Kyrie, I think they would have won that series. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, Philip Stern, shout out to Philip. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been in the stream before, but shout out to you for interacting with us. He said it was okay for the Warriors, but not KD. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Warriors okay. want to win championships. Kevin Durant, he was still trying to cement his legacy. Now, I don't think that'll, you know, change. I think it'll be just a little footnote in Kevin Durant's career. Like, join the best team in the league that didn't need him. <laughs> because, because but, and everyone compares, well, LeBron joined Miami, but that was different. Miami. Yes. Miami had, was a meddling playoff team. They, they were they, bottom they feeders in the playoff race. Sure the year before. I, I think they were an eighth seed the year before LeBron got there, and they lost to Boston, I want to say, in the first round. 
Um, but or they did have a loser, something like that. But they were they weren't great. OK, and it's not like LeBron went there and joined Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> he joined Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh at the same time. So like right. it wasn't an established team like Kevin Durant was joining the two greatest shooters ever and Draymond and Green, was, who was a defensive and, player of the year. And right. And that, by the way, that that big three of at least with Wade and LeBron and Bron, that was a plan <laughs> from four years. That was a four year old plan that was eventually going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, Mello was supposed to be the third, which that kills me. I wish Mello would have been on that team, but, um, but yeah. And then, um, uh, one thing I wanted to get to coach thinks that Dallas will get Beal. I don't think they will unless no other team offers anything better. Dallas doesn't have a lot to offer. I mean, well, Washington would want like Chris Stapps, Hardaway, I mean, that's what I would want. I would want Chris Stapps, well, I mean, Hardaway. Both, I, I would take Jamal over both of them. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I, it, I guess it, it just depends on what teams. Well, speaking of that, we didn't, we didn't get to Jamal before we, because I, I also want to talk about the Nets because it's I think they're doing something. It, no, it, it's it's simple with Jamal. It's time to move on. Whoa! If, if because Whoa. because there is something better out there. If there was, if Bradley Beal wasn't a bit, if Bradley Beal is not available and that's that, then fine. But if there's something, if there is something better out there like Bradley Beal, yeah, I'm offering Jamal, Will, whatever else they want other than MPJ and Jokic, and I will give them four first round uh, draft picks. And then the other four that they can't technically have, I'll offer swaps. Eight first round picks, Jamal, whatever else they want, other than MPJ okay, and Jokic. Let's, and let's I'm not getting get crazy here. Let's not be Brooklyn and give eight first round picks. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Jokic, MPJ, or Monte. Because you need Monte to replace Listen, I'm, and I like I like Bradley Beal, but I'm not trading eight first round picks and Jamal for Bradley Beal. I That's mean, just four not of them happening. are swaps. Four of them are swaps. It's it's what Still, it's though. what it's but it's what Brooklyn offered uh houston it's that's essentially what houston but that's got. that's for james harden okay there's 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 levels to this bradley beal is mm-hmm. not james harden bradley beal just had what 10 straight games of 40 plus and they won okay. one of them but james harden is going to be a certified future hall of famer do we know that about bradley beal if beal wasn't in washington i think that might be a different story no i don't bradley beal's really good i think he needs a couple more years like he just entered into this type of life play like the last two or three years james harden's been doing this for close to a decade now so right right and I, I understand that but when you look at bradley beal's if if bradley beal was in houston instead of james harden i think he gets to pretty much where james harden got oh no stop it stop you're diminishing see now you're back on the james harden hate now you're diminishing james harden James Harden is one of the best players, scorers, playmakers that this league has ever that, seen. But what Bradley Beal is doing right now is right there. Yeah, he's playing really well. Use your own argument. Take his best year and his worst year, and that's where he's at. Yeah. I think Bradley yeah. Beal's a 24, 25 point a night game. You know, a, a get point a game per night. I don't know, something like that. But uh, James Harden so, is, has averaged 30 in this league multiple times. Right. And won scoring and, titles. So and I'm sure last, he's led the league in assists at one point, too. It's hard to say with Bradley Beal's early because he didn't play. I mean, I guess. We, well, he had injury history, didn't he? He had an injury issue no, early. He didn't play because he was oh. averaging. Uh, he was averaging right around 30 minutes, but 
Oh, he did have injuries. 46 games, 59 games, 35 games. Yeah, that's right. He did have injuries. Yeah, I so, say. so I, the last four years where he's played all season, because they only played about 57 games last year, right? Does that yeah. right? He played 57 yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay, so he hasn't missed a game then since the 16-17 season. He played 82, 82, 57, and he's played 18 so far this year. Out of those four years, he averaged 22.6, 25.6, 30.5, and now 33.3. And then the year before that, where he played 77, it was 23. So... I think he's mid twenties, high twenties. I think like, he's James has been doing that for a decade. Like Bradley Bill's just hitting that type of stuff. How old is Bradley Bill? Is he like twenty eight? Twenty five. Is he really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He is He's only twenty five. I feel like sure Bradley Beal's been in the league for like eight years. Hold on, let me look he's not twenty five. Is... Coach 20... says twenty six. Oh, he just he turned he's twenty seven. He okay. just turned 27. Okay. I was going to 25? There's no way. Like, when he entered the league at 17? Where did yeah. I see 25? Oh, that, I might, have been, that might have been. I don't know where you saw that. Listen, I like Bradley Beal. I think, I think Bradley Beal is a stud. Um, he's very efficient, as Coach said. Um, but I just don't. Uh, Philip, are you saying Jamal is all around better than, than Bradley? Jamal is not better than that. Beal. I don't Jamal's know about that. Uh, but let's get to back to Jamal because I want people to know, like, if there's someone better, it's time to move on. It's that simple. Just what six months ago, maybe seven months ago, you were like Jamal, like you were still on the train pushing it. I was the one that, like, I'm not sure if he's. It's, it's at least a year ago for sure. We were both because, on different sides because I think. Look, I, I think the bubble turned some players into that i did not think that that the that jamal was one of those guys i thought i thought that donovan mitchell was one i thought booker was one i thought um who else kind of blew up in the bubble uh mpj to an extent dame well, uh me, was but, one but, but dame, dame was does that. dame was different so, though it was <laughs> it went from 30 to 40 not you know, yeah. twenty to thirty. No, some yeah, guys played different. well. They played better in the bubble. But the because the bubble, they were playing there every day. The bubble was consistent, and so a lot of these inconsistent players became consistent because of the bubble. There's no travel. There's no crowds. So you don't right. have to. Worry I did about not that think. I did not think that Jamal was one of them because I was looking at the year before in the playoffs. And I was ignoring the regular season. And look, in the playoffs, if he's still on the team and they don't do anything, what are we, what's going to happen? Jamal's going to average 25 a game in the playoffs. Which, look, I'll take that. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's just... There's, there's a... I want him to average 23 to 25 in the regular season and bump that up to 30 in the playoffs. That's, that's what I that's, want to see. That's a tough jump, though. I mean, well, but 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 essentially, that's what he's doing. He's going from eighteen to twenty and bumping it up to twenty-five to twenty-seven. So why can't he average twenty-three and bump that up to twenty-eight, twenty-nine? Why can't he average twenty-four, twenty-five and bump that up to thirty? Because he's doing it. He's essentially doing it. He's averaging eighteen to twenty and then bumping it up to twenty-five. 
I don't know. So I mean, I don't know. It's definitely not a talent issue because we know Jamal has the talent. He just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the disconnect there is for Jamal. For some reason, it's just not. And, and Phillips says he's a better all-around game, a better passer, ball handler, um, probably better rebounder in defense. Well, I mean, mm. I disagree with that because Beal last year averaged six assists. The year oh, before that, he averaged did five he and really? Half. What, oh my what's, gosh. What's Jamal averaging? Playing point guard? Dude, he averaged six assists. Wow. Maybe I need to rethink my Bradley Beal takes. Um, this year, he's averaging 33, five, and, and nearly five assists. Wow. Last year, he averaged 36 and four. The year before that, he averaged 25, five, and five. All, also, 1.2, 1.5, 1.2, 1.3. That was his steals. That's really good. Green, I would say 47% from the field, 35 from three. I would say with Jamal, I think he is the better ball handler. I think Jamal is a better or is an underrated ball handler. As far as rebounding, I mean, the stats probably don't show that. Defense, I mean, that might be a push. Passer, I think Jamal is, I think he's gotten better. But one thing I'm noticing with Jamal, and tell me if you've seen this too, he over dribbles so much, so much. There will be times Jokic will have a Schroeder or a Jay Crowder or someone like that. And he just doesn't get him the ball. My biggest pet peeve with Jamal is when they go off the pick and roll, and he waits, and Jokic is at the three-point line, open. And not only does he wait to pass it, he takes like three unnecessary extra dribbles, but he does the behind-the-back pass every time. I'm like, Jamal, and it's off target most of the time. I'm Please, Jamal, just turn and give him a simple chest pass or a bounce pass. That's all you have to do. But he over-dribbles too much, he never attacks a big when he gets the switch. Um, I think he's fallen way too much in love with that fadeaway jump shot. And that's another thing. Every jump shot with Jamal is a fadeaway. Um, it's never like a squared up shot, body facing the the basket. It's just him fading away, trying to be cute. I just don't understand. There's just so many things about Jamal that just annoys me to death. But he's got so such great talent. Like he can be a 24, 25 point a night, you know, type of guy. But for whatever reason, the disconnect is there. He can be Bradley Beal. Do you think it's just a bad fit with Jokic? Do do you think that's just it? No, no, because I I think, I think Beal would would work. I think Harden would work. I I, I don't think it's, it's a bad fit with, with Jokic. I I think it's a bad fit with MPJ. Um, Look, and, and I want to get to, so there's all this Bradley Beal hate apparently. Uh, he wasn't a big factor in the playoffs. Last, I mean, when they were in the playoffs, he was 23, 24, so same age as, as Jamal. Um, but in the regular season, in 20, the last time they made the playoffs was 20, uh, 2017, 2018. He averaged 22 Yeah, which doesn't seem that long ago. I think that was where uh, Paul Pierce was on. That's what I was going to say. The only one I remember was Paul Pierce where he banked Paul in Pierce that shot. But <laughs> Bradley Gill, with those two guys on the team as well, was averaging 22 in the regular season. He bumped it up to 23 in the playoffs. Um, so I, I don't know. And then he, in 2014-2015, at 21, he averaged 23-5-5 five, and five in the playoffs. 
in the regular season, he averaged uh, uh, where is it? Uh, fifteen. So yeah, he did play well in the playoffs. It's just he was on Washington. There's a difference. I and also he had John Wall on the team at at the same time. So look, Jamal could end up, you know, in in three four years. If you look at Bradley Beal's and Jamal's career, I'll give you this: it's oddly, very oddly similar. Um, how old is Jamal right now? 24, 25? 24. something like that. I think he's a year younger than Jokic. Let's see. Hold on. Let me pull up Jamal's career. Uh, hey, yeah, Mike. I love that. Please, Jamal is the so, new yeah, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Jamal's twenty three right now. Um. And he's averaging 19. He's had three straight years where he's averaged 18, 18, and 19. And then four <sighs> rebounds. And he's averaging the same numbers. Look, Jamal's not a better all-around player. I'm sorry, four rebounds. Well, four I guess he's being consistent there. I mean, at least he's hitting his numbers. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, mean, he's, I guess he's, he's consistent. His field goal percentage, his three-point percentage, his three-point percentage is right around the same. I think Beal is slightly better. His field goal percentage is worse. He's averaging less points, less rebounds, and right around the same assists, if not less. But around that age, let's take 21, 22, and 23, where Jamal averaged 18, 18, 19, and then 4 and 4 pretty much every year, right? So that's what he's at, 18, 4 and 4. Um, at 21, Bradley Beal averaged 15, 3.8 and 3. The next year, he averaged 17 at 22. At 23, and, and here's the thing. What have I always said with Jamal? Wait till he hits that 23, 24, right? Because it, it flips. Well, at 23, Bradley Beal went from 17 points per game at 22 to 23 points per game at 23. And then it started to hit at 24, 23. At 25, 25.6. At 26, 30. It started to hit. Jamal's not hitting. And so I said... This year was a big year for Jamal. It needs to be a step-up year. It cannot be the same 18 points per game. Because if it's not that step-up year, I'm not sure if he'll ever hit that. Yeah, and another thing, too, that and, I'm noticing... We give it next year, too. And give it to... Yeah. For him, wait for him to hit that age 24. Well, but oh, is he, is he not 24 yet? He's 23. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm just not. I'm not ready to. I'm, I'm done with the he's young excuse because he might be young in age, but, but he's not young in in years in the NBA. And here's the thing: That's he's turning 24. True. He's turning 24 in February. Yeah, so, uh, so we're, we're I don't done with that. How excuse. long we can keep this going? Well, we can't. This you was can't. the year. This needed to be the year. You can't. And if it doesn't, if he doesn't flip a switch here and get it going by the trade deadline, you have to take a serious look at Bradley Beal. I agree because you're wasting your time. You're wasting Jokic's time. And who's to say, look, if you don't figure things out and if Jamal doesn't figure things out and you wait till Jokic is on his last year of his contract and you don't win that year, he's going to leave. Jokic wants to win. At the end of the day, Jokic wants to win. And if you're not getting close, he's going to leave. And he's he has friends around the league. He loves Luka. It's all right. We're just, just setting up for a Luka Jokic Denver reunion. That's all we're doing here. So that's that's, that's what's gonna what happen. it's gonna. Ha that's what's gonna happen if you don't make a decision yeah, here. That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Everything you're saying about Jamal, it's just, it's time. Like, there's no more excuses of the young. He's young. Yeah, he's young in age, but he's not young in experience. He knows what this league is the about. Weird, the weird thing about Jamal is the playoff runs. And it's not just the bubble. It was a year before that, too, because he, he, well. he, he averaged 25 he a game well. in 26 game. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's, that's like the weird thing that, that kind of, makes me a a little hesitant to just maybe we should wait one more year yeah but i mean how many more years does Jokic have on that contract three i think yeah i think uh three after this year i I think at this point though one thing i'm noticing about jamal is that he's injury prone in the sense that he accrues a lot of nagging injuries that seem to hamper him a lot and i've noticed that's become a theme like on the on the altitude broadcast that they mention a lot is Oh, he's yeah, he's dealing with the elbow, and oh, he's dealing with this thigh, and and I'm just like, okay, but okay, you you just got to find a way, you got to make a way. If you're hurt, then you know. Now he doesn't miss a lot of games, so credit him there. But I'm just I'm just wondering if that's gonna come back to hurt him. But I do think the Nuggets are at a point where they have to make a move. There's no more waiting. It has to be if it's not the trade deadline, it has to be in the off season to where. He, they need to make a move. We we can't just play this patient game anymore. And it just and can't happen. He, he said different systems. Beal was asked to score twenty five. Murray is asked to play point guard. No, that is completely completely off base. Yeah, Jamal is starting at point, but who's really playing point? Jokic. Who's averaging ten assists a game? Jokic. And by the way, Beal. Yes, he was asked to to score, but he also had another guy taking a lot of points from him. And John Wall, John Wall around that time was averaging 23, 25 points per game. So, and then MPJ is not taking points away from, from Jamal. He's just not. Where are we at with MPJ? We're, we're asking, we're asking Jamal to be the scorer here. That's what we, that's what they need him to be. Jokic is playing point. Monte is playing a lot of minutes with Jamal. So then at that point, Monte plays point. Jamal is not asked to play point barely. He, out of his 35 minutes that he's playing, Jamal is asked to play a point maybe 10 minutes per game. I mean, he's maybe. asked to bring the ball up, but he's not the offense's initiator. No, he needs to be the scorer. That's what they need him to be. That's why he's taking 15 <laughs> to 20 shots a Give game. Give him a break. He's Canadian. Yeah, Brandon gets very angry. When he gets on a rant, he gets angry. How many, just, how many shots is Jamal taking right now? Uh, game? I 15, would say yeah. 20. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. They're at third. He's being the scorer. He's he's in that role. He's not playing point guard. Don't give me that crap. He's he's shooting fifteen to twenty times a game. See what you did, Philip. He's averaging eighteen. Now you That's made him the mad. Does, does that make you feel better? You feel a little bit better that you got that out? No, because Jamal <laughs> needs to step it up, or they need to make him win. <laughs> where are we at with MPJ? Because um, let, let me tell you where I, I'm I at. Think, I think I I think MPJ's already. I think he's. If he was getting the minutes and the role that Jamal was getting, I think MPJ would be averaging 25 a game. Okay. Well, I'm of the mindset that MPJ needs to make vast improvements to his game. He's, I don't think he's getting the opportunity. He's he's very predictable than, offensively. Well, he has terrible uh, hands. He has he I think he has the worst hands in the NBA. He cannot catch. He cannot catch for anything. He will fumble, bobble, drop every pass. It could be a little just like a lob, too, and he, he just fumbles it. His handle is is awful. Um, he gets stripped a lot. 
he lose. You know what he is? It's like when you create a player in 2K and you haven't got all your badges yet and you haven't upgraded your attributes for the ball handling and you try and make some moves and the first two look cool and then your player loses his balance and then the ball fumbles. That's MPJ. He, well, I think he's if you could just, give... If you could give... It's... MPJ is a consistent... He, he's, he's a consistent scorer, but he's not a consistent player yet. And you're seeing you're seeing the flashes. I I think how old is he? Twenty one, twenty two. Again, yeah, I like think that. it's where we were with Jamal when he was twenty one, twenty two. But I think MPJ just has more of that raw talent than Jamal did, and so you're seeing more of the flashes, and that's why I'm saying I would trade Jamal first before i would trade mpj because he's younger and i think he's showing like if you look at the games where jamal sat out and mpj was averaging 25 to 30 a game he was doing what we need jamal to do when jamal wasn't playing the weird part is when they're both on the court and they're both playing in games it gets messy because i think they need to the 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 Nuggets are asking Jamal to do what MPJ is great at. And they're asking MPJ to be the third guy, which I think is what Jamal would be great at. Well, they're asking he, him to play I, off ball. And swap roles. MPJ's not great off ball. And Jamal's not a consistent enough scorer. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's round peg. You know, I use this term a lot. It's, you know, round peg square hole or square peg round hole, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's just... It, it's not a coincidence that MPJ's best games usually come when Jamal's not playing. <laughs> but but it's, it's more so that he's playing that role. That's what I'm saying. And I said on Twitter, MPJ is the second best player on this team. They need to play. They need to put him in, the posi in positions to be that guy. They're putting Jamal in. Look, you, I understand why they're putting Jamal into the position of you're the second best player. You're the second. Yeah, they paid him the to be that. Guy. They paid him to be that guy, and he showed in the bubble. And and he's older. He's he's 23, about to turn 24. He's about to hit that point, right? Where they need him to be. The, the expectations are for him to hit that point, but he's not. And the other guy, at just 21, 22 years old, when Jamal is not playing, and he has to fill in that Jamal role, that the the role that Jamal is playing, He's giving you exactly what you're... You're like, why can't Jamal give us this 25 to 30 a game? Shooting only 15 shots. You know, 13 to 15 shots. I mean, look at the... It's the games that they ask MPJ to fill in for Jamal. He's doing what we're waiting for Jamal to do. What we've been waiting for Jamal to do for the last two years. And I, I, I think role. he's doing that too. Well, there's not a lot of nuance to MPJ's game. His scoring, if it's not a dunk or a cut or a contested three, he, he's not really he doesn't work in the mid range. He doesn't work in the post. Well, I think he does in more more so he doesn't break games. down guys off the dribble. I mean, yeah, but we don't see that a lot from him. So it's no, like I think because Jamal's been playing. Right. I'm, I, I just I'm telling, if and it's never gonna happen. But if Jamal would just sit out for 10 to 15 games and give us a 10 to 15 game window 
to see what MPJ could do as that second guy and see if he's consistent at that 25 to 30 game mark, I think we would get it. I think we yeah. would get exactly what we want from Jamal with MPJ. And that's what I'm saying. If we decide, I I like Jamal. I, I like MPJ coming off the bench because he doesn't play with Jamal. But MPJ needs to get the, the 30 minutes a game. And Malone's not giving him the 30 minutes a game. And that's another problem. So at this point, it's, I, I, at this point, it's almost like, man, I wish Jamal's injuries would get worse enough so he would sit out. Jeez. Because, because, because I want to see, not, not because I want Jamal to get hurt, but I, I, just, I want to see MPJ play that role. Uh, yeah, that I want to see though. a 10 to 15 game window of him playing that role. I want to see if he's consistent. No, I understand. Just because, how you want to go about it is a little bit rough, but. <laughs> well, there's no other way. There, there. Unless He's you're like, can't Jamal Sprain knee just be like a torn ACL for like 10 no, days, well, I'm please? Not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying Jamal needs to sit out because he is injured. No, he's no, refusing well, to sit yeah, out. That's what we hear all the time is how banged up Jamal is. Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. OK, he needs to sit out. But the but the other reason why I want him to sit out is because I want to see MPJ take on the, to see what he can do. Yeah. Well, we're fast approaching the time where they're going to have to make a decision on one or the other. If they trade MPJ, they're gonna regret it. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you never know. But maybe. If they trade Jamal, I don't think they're gonna regret it, unless it's a situation where Beal gives you two years, you get close, but you don't win it. He leaves, and then in three, four years, Jamal becomes Beal. Because at this point, you got to make a decision. You got to either go for the win now. Right, these next two years, or you have to wait five years for Jamal to hit that point. Maybe not five, three. And I, I and and yeah, we don't have that long. And, and and it's either, and it's waiting three years for either Jamal or MPJ, hopefully both. So that's hopefully. where they're at. And look, I'm okay either way because because in the back of my, I'm wait, I'm fine with waiting on Jamal. And the only reason why I'm fine with waiting on Jamal and keeping him and waiting for the two, three years down the window is because I know MPJ is, is right there. And, and MPJ is going to hit that. And I know MPJ is going to hit that window when he hits 24. And then meanwhile, you see in Minnesota a guy like Malik Beasley, law problems and all, tearing it up. I'm just like, ugh, we, tra- we had Malik. We had him. I, I hated that trade when that oh. went down. And now, like, he's played so well there. I'm just like, man. Even Wancho's had his moments. Even Jared Vanderbilt has had his moments where he's, now it's, you know, he's not, you know, shattering the world. They were going for Drew Holiday and they missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't know how much Drew Holiday would have really. I don't don't think it would have done anything. What what would that have really done? That was. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I wish they had, uh, I, I wish they had Malik, but. They would have had to pay Malik, and Malik got paid. Yeah, he got a lot of money. So just, good for him. And, and they had Jeremy Grant, so that was the they were expecting to keep Jeremy Grant. If they didn't have Jeremy Grant, they wouldn't have traded Malik. Um, Philip says, uh, "I wish we had a uh, Halliburton. That guy, for as good a shooter as he is, his shot is so ugly. <laughs> it is the like I'm talking Sean Marion level, like Kevin Martin levels of ugly." It goes in, 
But holy smokes, dude! That that dude's shot is just awful. And speaking, of, we can wrap up the Nuggets talk and, and get because there's still so much we have to get to. But um, they play the Sacramento Kings tonight. I'm fully expecting a third loss to the Kings today. Um, the Kings, for whatever reason, just have the Nuggets number. I think Denver is playing better though, right now than they were. How are they, they going to guard uh, Dion, uh, um, uh, Fox? And, well, I don't know. Um, that's, the, that's the one guy that that tends to and kill Buddy them. Healed. And but, but they here's the thing. Jamal didn't play. Yeah, Porter put up 30 in the second game that they played. So he's Jamal averaged 27 play. against uh, the Kings this year. Yeah, MPJ plays well against Sacramento. Um, I think they win today. Very dramatic. Yes, I, I think I think I think I think Denver wins. I just I, I think Denver's better right now. I think they're playing. They've better. been better, but they've also 0 and 2 now against the Kings. Yeah, but again, that was two of the first four games. Sure, but again, so they, like you have no PJ Dozier, you have no Gary Harris. They couldn't even stay in front of those guys with those guys available. How are they going to stay in front of Fox well, and be Buddy Hield? All those guys today. It's going to be it's going to be a high swing game. It's going to be one one thirty something to one twenty something. Uh, I mean, that's, that's going to be like Sacktown is free falling. I don't know, Coach. The Nuggets free fall whenever they play the Kings. I don't understand it. It's just every year there's a team that just owns the Nuggets. Last year it was the Cavaliers. We couldn't beat the Cavs. This year it's it's Sacramento. It's just... Well, they didn't get a third game against Cleveland. I, I think they beat Sacramento today. But I don't think it's we'll easy. Well, nothing think... is ever easy. Easy with the Nuggets? You know what's <laughs> easy for them? Giving me a heart attack every game. Making me uh, unhealthy levels of angry. You know the, the That's what's easy, easy games, for them. The easy games for the Nuggets seem to be... Funny, uh, I I know they lost the first game against Utah, but Utah, Minnesota, that was fun, and that was fun. Um, I kind of hate uh, that. OKC with Stephen Adams. Jokic and, d- did just terrible, yeah, terrible things. Yeah, to OKC Stephen Adams. and New York. Those are the four teams that Denver just dominates no matter what. Those are the four teams. Um, and honestly, man, and and I remember I didn't get it. I don't know if I said this, but I was afraid to play Phoenix. Um, I think Denver. I think that's a good matchup for Denver. I just I don't think Phoenix. Can... Uh, it's six or seven. I, think, I was talking with Coach yeah, about that. I think it's six or that's seven. a six or seven I, game series. I I think I think Denver would win in six. I I, I think that's a bad. Matchup I could see it go either way. Well, I think I, it's, I think it's I think I know, both but... teams present bad matchups for each other. I don't think the Nuggets yeah. have answers for a consistent Devin Booker um, or well, Chris Paul for that are matter. Are you going to get a consistent Devin Booker? Well, are you going to get a consistent Jamal? <laughs> so you're gonna get it. You're you gonna know. get a consistent Jokic. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's where that's where it comes down that's to. That's the difference. <laughs> that's where that, it comes down to. Difference. Is that, can no, Phoenix that, do enough to slow down Jokic and make no. everybody else beat them? No. And that's why I don't get like. And the Lakers did it. If you're if you're playing the Nuggets, I am doubling Jokic on every catch and every dribble. I am making everybody can because oh, Gary you, Harris is you, one of the best cutters. In the league, MPJ you totally is one of the can. Best cutters. You totally no, you, can. You you can't because when those guys cut, it's it, Jokic will see it. You can't. He didn't see it uh, against the Lakers. It, oh yeah, yeah, that was a weird. Aiton does know. always play well against Jokic offensively. Yes. Yeah, I I think. It's very true. I, I I think with Jokic, if you double him, he's going to drop fifteen assists on you. Mm, he didn't do that against the Lakers. Well, 
And he doesn't I'm, tend, I'm gonna, tend to do I'm that gonna, against the Lakers. I, I'm going to chalk that up to it's that's just a matchup problem with yeah. AD and foul trouble and just maybe it was just a bad game. I think that would be a fun series, um, but it would be it would definitely be six or seven. It's just Phoenix. I just think needs to find their footing. I just think they need to find out where Booker I, look, and I like Paul Phoenix. fit together. I like and, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm still you know, pissed that they got Chris Paul and not Denver. I'm still pissed yeah. about that. I'm mad that they but, got Jay Crowder. That's what I'm mad about. <laughs> right, they got two of the guys we wanted. I want a Jay Crowder um, so bad. Um, okay, but so, they don't have unless Booker becomes. They need someone to match Jokic. So if Booker yes. can match Jokic, then then I well, think yeah, one it, of those guys. It has to be it. Booker. It has to be eight like Chris Paul. Like somebody has to match Jokic. But again, I'm that's I, what I, it is. I'm just like Jamal. I'm kind of I look Booker's better than Jamal, but I I'm kind of jumping off that train of Booker being that guy that can be twenty six to twenty eight a game. Like I don't, I think you could be that. I, I'm just not sure. I have more faith that Devin Booker could reach that point than Jamal Murray. Well, yeah, obviously. No, but, but 28 points per game—that's special. Like that's that's a lot. A lot right. of guys do that. Well, right. That's where I'm saying like Jokic is special. Phoenix doesn't have a guy other than Booker has the potential to be that guy, but I'm just—I thought he was gonna have that year. Yeah. So. I don't know. What's with Kentucky guys and not being able to be consistent? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, okay, so you think Kings are going to lose tonight? I think the Kings will win. I am very dramatic. I always pick my team to lose. <laughs> That's just where I'm at with it. Um, real quickly before, because I, I, I do want to talk about the Broncos and, and make fun of them for a little bit, because that always gives me pleasure. It's always good to vent about the Nuggets and get out my anger, and then it's always good to make fun of the Broncos and then uh, talk about Broncos, go ahead. Make I, me make me feel better. Um, no, I wanted to get your opinion on on the on the Brooklyn Nets because I think both of us were concerned about how that would work out. But I'll say this: I think James Harden has taken that third wheel role, even though he's still like putting up twenty low twenties. But I didn't think he could tailor his game to be more of the point guard assist setting up type guy like to, to willingly do that and i didn't know if he would be able to take that third wheel i guess type of priority and he's done that like they can't play defense like me and you could probably go out there and get 10 but they um i'd probably get 15 you'd probably get seven and, and roll <laughs> your ankle because you have you have weak ankles but um they can't play defense but i don't know how you're gonna stop them from scoring 150 like right. those guys, every time down, it's okay. Your turn, Kyrie. Okay, your turn, Kevin. Okay, it's literally the All Star game. It's ISO ball, but the shots go in like seventy eight percent of the time. It's nuts. Yeah, look, they're gonna get to the finals. Um, I yeah, who's I beating them in the East? No, no one. Who's beating I, them I, four times? Well, I think the tricky thing, man. If if I'm Philly, I do everything I can to get Beal. Because because here's the thing, Embiid is a matchup nightmare for Brooklyn. Oh yeah, is, good luck Embiid Jeff is Green. Average forty. <laughs> good luck but Jeff if Green. If you can get or a DeAndre. second guy that can score with Embiid, I think I think you they don't believe can in beat. Tobias Harris because we know it's not going to be Ben no. Simmons. So no, um, <laughs> it, there's no way. Unfortunately, though, I'm just, I would still pick the Nets, 
only because I think you would still have to trade. You would have to trade Ben Simmons in order to get Beal. So I don't. I'd know. be fine with that. I mean, I I I would be fine with it. I just don't know if it's good enough. I I like if I'm Philly, I'm like, man, if you could have Ben Simmons, Beal, and Embiid, that could beat the Nets. But Beal and Embiid. Eh, it depends on what if, you have to give up. Because I don't know if Beal and Embiid can beat the Nets. A great thing about the Sixers right now is that they're very long too. And they, they can yeah. they can like you can throw the Tobias Harris and Ben That's Simmons true. at at the bodies yeah. that um that the Nets have. So I think if I were them, I would just kind of stand pat and take my chances. Um, I think that would be like a six game series. I really do. But I just, the Nets are so good. Like Kevin Durant is so good. James Harden is so good. Kyrie is Kyrie. So they're, yeah, they're Philly, fun to watch. Except on Philly, Philly, I think it's just a matchup. They have the good matchup, but then they don't have the second guy. And that's, that's, that's the problem with Philly. But yeah, Brooklyn, they'll, they'll get, they'll get to the NBA finals. I don't think they beat the Lakers. I think they can beat the Clippers. Uh, but Anthony Davis would also average 40. <laughs> Philip said, I think if Philly had fans and Michael Jordan unretired, they could take them. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I think it'll be, I think it'd be a good series. I don't think that's the Eastern conference. Finals. Win though. I think it's, yeah. it, it, it comes down to Brooklyn and Philly. Well, Embiid has to stay healthy too, though. Right. So, cause and then he's in, in the West, iffy. Right. Look, wherever Beal, if Beal goes to a team in the West, that team, I think, can get to the conference finals. Bradley has said he doesn't want to be traded this year. So we'll see how long that lasts. But Dude, I don't know what is wrong with him, man. That, that, that's a disaster in Washington. I mean, he wants to help that team win. But, I mean, more power to him. That's, I think that's cool, honestly, in a, in a league where, you know, guys just keep moving around. Like, I think it's cool of him. Now, I don't think it'll last. I think eventually he'll get traded. But I don't think it's cool because I want to see Bradley Beal succeed. <laughs> um, so, I mean... <laughs> Look, I tried Washington. I, I, tried. I, I, I get not. I get like. I would have wanted to see KD stay in Oklahoma City. I get why he left. I wish he would have joined a different team. I don't. I, I, I don't want to see Bradley Bill stay in Washington. I don't get it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. You know, well, there's a di- there's a difference. You're there's, just there's a terrible a person. That's just no, what you Washington, are. Washington is just trash. I, um, the, that team just needs to leave Washington. They need to sell the team. Go to, you know, get a new owner, start over. Go to Vegas. That's what Real quickly, we don't have to spend long on it, but uh, the Broncos, Boo-boo. there was a lot of, uh, there, was, there was a lot of um, talk about potentially upgrading the quarterback position. They got in on Matthew Stafford talks. They got in on, um, uh, well, I think they're going to get in on the Deshaun Watson talk. Uh, obviously, they're going to find out what they want in the draft. Maybe they'll take a look at your guy, Zach Wilson. But I mean, should Drew Locke feel disrespected? Someone else said it. Someone else said it. I, I forget who. Or I, it was Joe Theismann. He he said he would rather have uh, Zach Wilson over, over Trevor Lawrence. I, I like Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence two years ago was the guy where it's like, that guy's Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. The guy that I watched this past season, that was not that guy. Now, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a great career. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm just, he's not what everyone has thought 
I think he is as the, you know, the the easily number one pick, guarantee will change. Yeah, I mean, he's got flaws. Golly, he's still not a pro yet. He's well, I'm flaws. just saying, you know, with, with people comparing him to, you know, he's the easily the number one pick like Peyton was and Andrew Luck was. Oh, I still think he's easily the number one pick. Well, he's going to be the number one pick. You have more saying, film on him. He's also won a national championship. How how many has he won? One, two. Yeah, he's he's won done one. it against the best competition. Whereas Zach Wilson is a he's the Joe Burrow of this season. He did it for one year, I think, because I don't remember hearing about Zach Wilson last year. I think Zach Wilson's better. I I think he has a better arm. And look, Trevor Lawrence. The the, the thing about Trevor Lawrence is he's six foot six and he can run. Can he you play wing for the hands. Nuggets? He rem- yeah, right. He reminds me of Cam Newton. And Cam, look, oh. Cam had a, Cam had, now what? Cam, no, I'll say that Trevor Lawrence is like size wise, size wise. Right. Okay. And I think that's the, that's the thing about Trevor Lawrence. And I think that's what makes it so easy for people to say he's a number one pick because he's six foot six. He can run it. And I think he's, he's a better quarterback, pocket quarterback than Cam. So I get it. But Zach Wilson at six foot three. Which is still a good size. Mahomes is six foot three, so I don't think that's a big deal. I think he has a better arm than Trevor Lawrence. I think he moves just as well as Trevor Lawrence. And the there was a couple throws that I saw from Trevor Lawrence that really scared me. Those comeback routes on the sideline or those out routes towards the sideline. I like he can make the throw, but a lot of his interceptions were that was that throw. I he had like three or four of them. Um, and, and just like the three or two or three games that I watched, was it an accuracy issue or just not enough strength to get it there issue? I don't think he has an arm. Okay. I, I think Zach Wilson has a better arm. Now, Maybe. now is Zach, can Zach Wilson be, have Does Zach accuracy? Wilson have the hair though? No, oh, see, then whatever. I don't know. Got to, got to take that into consideration. Shaker, Shaker Would you want those flowing locks of gold? Donning, yeah. you know, slapping against an orange uniform on Sundays. Well, and, and here's, the, here's the other thing, I would. right? And we look. There are certain quarterbacks can go that can go to a team, a bad team, and change that franchise, right? Peyton did it, um, but I think that's super rare, and like super rare. I think like Elway did it. There's maybe. You could probably count on one hand that many quarterbacks that have gone through the NFL that went to a really bad team and changed that franchise around. Mark right? Sanchez. <laughs> I don't they think... They made it to AFC Championship Lawrence, game twice. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. No. Um, but if he goes to a situation in Jacksonville where they get him some weapons and they they build a solid team around him, I think he can be a fantastic quarterback. Yeah, what do they have in Jackson? Like shark. Right. And that's, that's the scary thing is like, I don't think, I, can't, I don't think I can name more than like three Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Players. Right. It's, it's, it's bad. So like same with the jets, if whether they take Justin Fields or, or Zach Wilson, like I think that the quarterback that's going to have the better rookie year is the either whoever's the third quarterback or like a Trey Lance 
or Trey Lance, whoever the third quarterback is or, or Trey Lance, um, whether it's Justin Fields or, or Zach Wilson or then Trey Lance, because if Trey Lance goes to New England or if he goes to um, who else is another team out there that has weapons looking for, like even a, if Carolina goes out and gets a receiver in the second round and they take one of those guys because then they have Christian McCaffrey. I think maybe they'll have a, a, a better first year at least. And then it depends if, if they're the guy, then they'll have the better career, but it, it really depends on what team you go to. If, if Mahomes went to Chicago, do you look Mahomes is great, but does he win a super bowl in his third You're not year? Do this? Are you, you're not no, going to slander saying, Mahomes again. I'm saying he probably wins an MVP, but what I'm oh, saying, of course is it matters the situation. Yeah. Patrick does Mahomes got dropped. Well, no, no. I mean, one, it's it's Chicago. So Mahomes let's, let's got dropped in the absolute yeah. perfect. He's an situation. amazing talent that got dropped into the best possible situation for him. A, a Hall and of then, Fame offensive mind. And not um, only that, but then signed a contract to help his team. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. So he went the Tom Brady route. And yeah. and the thing that and and you know, you you kind of joked about it earlier that I wanted to trade uh you Russell did. Wilson specifically no. and then if and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes yep. if Patrick Mahomes got a got the contract that I thought he was gonna get then you know because I don't, I don't remember it like that. I just remember you the, saying you just wanted well, to trade Russell I, and well the expectation <laughs> the expectation was Mahomes was gonna get he was gonna be the highest paid quarterback. Which he got a contract that looks like it. But if uh I have the article up because uh, I did want to get to this. Um, who Tannehill is a Trevor Lawrence comp. That's that's uh, scary for me. I don't want to see that. No, 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 no. I don't think so. He's he's better That'd than be awful. Um, Kevin Clark uh, wrote a piece. Uh, the, it, I, I maybe I'll share it on Twitter. Um, Kansas City uh, is executing its master plan to perfection. Is what the article is called. It's written by Kevin Clark. It was written on the 3rd, so a few days ago. It's incredible. And one thing that they get to, though, there's a couple things I, I want to talk about. They, they talk about how Andy Reid, when they hired Andy Reid, I'll get to the Mahomes thing after, but when they hired Andy Reid, Andy Reid told them, I want to be the head coach. You, that's it. Because he was the head coach and the GM in Philly. He wanted to be just the head coach. And then they got the GM, and I forget who their GM is. Uh, well, it was Dorsey, but then it, it, it's whoever they've had the last few years. Because um, Dorsey got uh, Kelsey job. Hill. He got Kelsey and Hill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But then he went to Cleveland, Baker, didn't he? And the left tackle, yeah. And then he went to Cleveland and got Baker. Uh, but what they did, and what uh, I believe Andy Reid told them, I don't, there, there is no system. Get me the best talent and I will build the system around the talent. Okay. Oh, actually, I think I might've tweeted this out. It was, yeah, I did tweet out the article and I, I, I quoted. So basically do everything that Denver hasn't done is basically you get the talent and then Andy Reed, who's a great coach one of the best coaches in NFL history will build the talent or build the system around the talent. So what they, what they did was, all right, Tyree kill speed guy, right? 
great receiver. He can kind of be everywhere. So he he fits whatever system. Um, they went out. They got uh, um, uh, Sammy Watkins. Well, what they saw in Sammy Watkins was he was fine on the outside, but what Buffalo wanted him to do, he wasn't very good at. You know what was what he was great at though? What they saw, playing in the slot. So that's what they did. Now Sammy Watkins is a slot receiver, and he's incredible. And it's because they built the system around him. They put him in positions where what he's great at, not trying to fit him because he was a number one pick, a first round pick. They they're they're putting putting him in positions to succeed, right? Edward, uh, the the running back that they got, right? I wouldn't say he's a running back where you can lean on, but in that system, he's great because he, he's great coming out of the backfield, catching great the ball. catching it, yep. Right. They put in positions. Hardman, speed receiver. What do they do? Reverses, um, you know, uh, coming across the middle, slant routes, you know, stuff that they kind of do with Tyreek, but Tyreek has just a, another level to him. Um, so that's, and then Kelsey kind of fits whatever. Kelsey's the best head in the league. So they, you know, I think Andy Reid did a great job of saying, go get me the talent. I'll fit the system around them. Uh, they talked about Mahomes when they drafted Mahomes. They saw Mahomes as a vertical spread guy, not really under center. So that's what they wanted. That, so they built the system around Mahomes. And then not only that, but got him the pieces to do so. So the speed with Hardman, um, you know, Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Sammy Watkins in the slot. They went out and got those guys to fit that system. And that's what's allowed Mahomes to be as great. Now, Mahomes is great. And he's obviously, it's not like this, it's not just, you know, the system is making him that good. He is that good. It's just the reason why they're winning Super Bowls is because they built the system around him. Uh, and then they got to the money thing with Mahomes. Obviously, they needed. He was gonna require a lot of money, but there's a there's a part in this uh, article, and I should have like highlighted or something so I could I could get back to it. But basically, they in the within the cap and among other quarterbacks throughout the ten years, he will never be the seventh highest paid quarterback. Think about that. He will be barely a top 10. And honestly, when the cap goes up and more quarterbacks are getting paid, he probably won't even break the top 10. That's how you build. They, they're not going anywhere. He essentially did what Brady's done. What's made New England so great? Brady's taken, taken you know, money off the table year after year, taking a pay cut year after year, allowing the Patriots to go out and get guys. They haven't been that great in the draft. They've just been able to go pay guys and keep their guys. And Mahomes, there was a, a part in this where it was the first thing Mahomes did after he signed his contract, he texted, um, who's the defensive end? Um, I'm blanking on uh, uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark. He texted Frank Clark and said, I got you. I left money on the table. <laughs> that's the first thing he did. Yeah. So, so that's where... And and I and so going back to that conversation, whereas I was more of I was saying, I would trade Russell Wilson, and if I'm Seattle right now, I would think about it, because 
he's what he's making top five, top three money. You can't do anything else. That's why you lost Richard Sherman. That's why you have to uh, well, let Richard go Sherman of the was getting of hurt all the time. Well, yes, that's why they lost but that's him. why you couldn't trade the whole Legion of Boom, or you can keep all got hurt. True, to injuries, but they but they couldn't keep all of them. They couldn't pay all of them. No, but um, I mean they Broncos, they had an easy way at, out for that. Look at the Broncos. The year after they won the Super Bowl, they got screwed. Right? They they lost Malik. You know, blah, blah, blah. They lost a ton of guys and they, they couldn't keep it together. So when you're when you're having to pay a Von Miller that much money or a Peyton Manning that much money or a Russell Wilson that much money or an Aaron Rodgers that much money, you sacrifice the rest of your roster. And that's why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back. That's why Russell Wilson hasn't been back. They can get to the divisional round, maybe the NFC Championship game or the AFC Championship game. But guess who's winning the Super Bowls? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because they're taking pay cuts. The other teams making it to the Super Bowls have a quarterback in their first four years on a rookie contract. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, or Nick Foles. Nick Foles. So l- look at it. Look at the last 10 years. It's not the top five paid quarterbacks. It's, it's not Matthew Stafford. It's not... Aaron Rodgers. It's not Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan was one of them. But, you know, that's the difference. It's it's the guy, it's either the great quarterbacks taking pay cuts or the young up and coming quarterbacks on rookie contracts. Yep. That's what it is. You make a great point. All that was a great point, but you're still wrong. <laughs> so I don't trade Hall of Famers around here. I keep Hall of Famers. So that's just me. Uh, but since uh, we got into all that, we might as well just do the natural transition. Oh, uh, real quickly, before we talk about the Super Bowl, should should Drew Locke feel disrespected? No. Okay. Get over it. That's, that's what Boo-hoo. I agree with, too. Okay. Uh, what, what about Von that, Miller but, well, deleting well, all his look, uh, Von Miller needs stuff? <laughs> and, and we've talked about the Von Miller. If you want to uh, listen to the past podcasts, because I want to get on to the Super Bowl, if you want to listen to get listen to past podcasts, we've talked about Von Miller. Von Miller, is, it's time to go. He's, he's in so the so funny to me. He loves attention. That DeMarcus Ware was when he joined the Broncos. Vaughn, go join Kansas City. Go. Go join them. I'm telling you, go join join Tampa Bay. Whoever. Whoever you think is going to win the Super Bowl, go join them. Take a pay cut. Go win. You've made your money. You're past your prime. Take the DeMarcus Ware. Why did DeMarcus Ware come to Denver? Peyton Manning. Why? He thought they could win win for once. (laughs) Wanted to win. Now the difference is Vaughn has won, so but Vaughn wants to win. He wants to continue to win. Um also one thing with Deshaun Watson, look, I wouldn't be upset if Denver gave everything to get Deshaun Watson. Just saying, be careful what you wish for. It's a lot of money and it's a lot of first round draft picks. Cool, yeah. You're there's not- there's for me, there's definitely a stopping point. Like right. I think you're, once you're I not hit in the position to where you're just a quarterback away. Yeah, you're once, not the 49ers. Once I hit the three first round picks, and like then then I'm out. I'm right. willing to give up the first this year, a second this year, a first next year, maybe a second. But I would do a, two firsts, a second, and then like Bradley Chubb, you know. 
I wouldn't so whatever they up, want, I something like that. Bradley Chubb either. I, I would. I would. I, I, I if would you're parting with Bradley Chubb for Deshaun Watson, I'll do that. Well, I would probably give up three first at I had most. Eight sacks this year. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, you could always find pass rushers. I the the problem is, look, Deshaun Watson makes a lot of money, so you're not gonna have some, you're not gonna have a lot of money to go out and get more pieces defensively. Your offense is young, so you don't have to pay your offense yet. Um, so like. That's where it gets tricky. If I were if I were to land Deshaun Watson off of you know the three first round bid draft, whatever, I would make sure that his next contract is essentially the Patrick Mahomes contract. Yeah, where, where, where you're never and I would I would ask him, you want to win or not? Because well, if you want to win, we have to go this route. That's the thing. It's rare though. Like I get all you said about like Patrick Mahomes and like it him is taking rare. The it's just it's not easy to find a great Hall of Fame talent at quarterback, and he's also willing to take less money. <laughs> like Peyton. Peyton was never willing to take exactly. Less money. So it's, what happened? He only went to. I mean, hard. he went to four, but I mean, you that's that's eight. literally the perfect situation. New England and Kansas City got the perfect situation. They got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks who, in my mind, will go down as the two best to do it. And I think Patrick Mahomes will eventually surpass Tom Brady as the best to do it. Uh, but not only are they at that echelon of quarterback play, but they're also willing to leave money on the table, probably because they know that they're going to make a killing in endorsements. So they'll just make it up anyways. But they got the best situation and they have hall of fame coaches right. who know how to incorporate talent um and, and get the best out of guys so all right let's get to the super bowl because um, i think let's, let's go ahead and do this so we've been going a while and i need to take like you want to take an intermission minute, like a 30 <laughs> minute to an hour break um <laughs> okay. so i got things going on so let's do our own we won't live stream it but we will post a separate super bowl podcast tonight that works. Sure, we can do that. So let's go do this. Let's, let's just do that. We'll do a hockey intermission. So shout out to uh, Philip, to uh, Coach for, for hanging out with us in the stream and interacting. I'm sorry that you had to listen to some of Brandon's takes. Um, that's just a part of the business. I'm you know? right. Um, you know, you come here for me and I'm you right. leave I for him. Proof. So There's proof. You know, you, you come for me, you leave for I'm Brandon. Right. Um, you can see it in my bio. I'm the star host of the podcast. Brandon's my Jamal Murray. I just need him at times to pick it up a little bit, to be a oh, little bit not, more consistent. Just a little bit more consistent. Uh, but no, shout out to you guys for tuning in. I'm glad you didn't uh, anger any of our listeners in different countries. Oh, yeah, because so, sucks, dude. He needs okay. to get – he cannot get more minutes. This is ridiculous. He's hurt right now, okay? Good. He's got a knee thing going on. Good. He's limited. He's He's bad. No, he's, he's not. Bad. I he's mean, bad. he's uh, he's just a guy. He's a guy. In Europe, he was a really good guy. He's, a, he's, he's just a guy. guy on the bench. That's what he is. I can't. I can't disagree. He does nice things well, every now and then. Playing these younger guys. This is getting ridiculous. I don't know. I do. It's pissing me off. Why? How did? What? How, how did he turn into George Carl? Well, I mean. What the hell? Why are you shocked? Like, did you think RJ and Najee and those guys were going to see time? I didn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's a great developmental coach. Develop your players. Play them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for Never this episode. Um, shout out to all you guys two point guards. who have listened today, who rocked with us through YouTube. Uh, we'll post this one shortly. And then our Super Bowl prediction. Um, I, I don't know where you're going to go. I know where I'm going to go. 
I don't I don't know. I don't know where you're gonna go because you don't like Patrick Mahomes. You kind of hate him. You Patrick, wanted to trade him. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give a hint, okay? Because I I might make Broncos fans mad. I am more of a Kansas City fan right now than than Broncos. Yeah, you're. What is wrong? I wouldn't even dare say. I that. am like I like Patrick Mahomes. I am I loving the way they're doing everything. You said you're I, a I fan. Read, you said I you're read a Chiefs the, fan. Essentially, I read the I read the article. I, it was an amazing article. Ugh. And last night, I watched several Super Bowl Kansas City like yeah. videos on YouTube from last year. What is they're wrong? Fantastic. With you? I'm yeah. loving it. I'm putting out a poll right now, and I'm going to tag you in it. I think you should be removed from Broncos country after saying something <laughs> like that. You just said you're a Chiefs fan. Those I am words more of a, came out of your mouth. I am more of a Chiefs fan right now than the Denver Broncos uh, than a Denver Broncos fan. I think um, you just had your Broncos country credentials revoked. Um, I think you're a free agent fan now. So, <laughs> well, I'm pretty I'll, sure that's what's up. Hey, look, if if it got revoked, I'm going to go buy a Mahomes jersey. I'm uh, I'm going to put out a poll. I would like everyone to vote. Uh, yeah, see, Philip says yeah, it's been revoked. Yeah, it's been revoked. There's no coming back now. You I, look, they do. There's they, no coming back. They just did things the right way. Listen, I That's like Patrick I Mahomes, but never just, would you hear me say I'm a Kansas City. I can't even just, say it. I just can't even say it. I can't even pretend to say it. Just do it the right way. Putting That's out all I ask. Should your should your Broncos country fan credential credentials be revoked? All right, so for Brandon Stoll, the Chiefs fan on the other... That's how I'm going to introduce you now. They've their heads up their asses for the last five years. Well, I'm done. Yeah, but you don't need to say you're a Chiefs fan. Blah. Blah. Yeah. I'm right disappointed. now, currently. Because I'm no, enjoying this. No. I'm going to do it right. I hated you... Tom Brady. I hated Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts. I hated Kobe. I hated LeBron when, in his first stint in Cleveland. I'm done with that. I'm going to enjoy watching these great players. Mahomes is incredible. You can enjoy them and not be a fan of the team. I'm a, I'm a fan of Mahomes. I'm still hoping that they lose. Mahomes, now it depends on what happens tomorrow. And we'll get to that in the podcast, but I think he's going to be the greatest of all time. So do I. But it all depends on tomorrow. I I disagree with that. I disagree with that, but we can talk about that. We'll talk about that later. So for Brandon Stoll, the Chiefs fan on the other side, I am Stephen <laughs> Priest Jr. Shout out again to Philip and Coach for rocking tomorrow. with us. I'm Ugh. rooting for them. Ugh, you're gross. You make me. Doesn't sick. mean I'll pick them. Hey, but I'm rooting for them. You know what? You know what? Uh, the end of the football season means, though. You know what that means? Sadness. Oh. In a sense, well, yes, but happiness because I'm enjoying watching the Chiefs. Happiness because I don't have to, you know, deal with Broncos. Anymore. Happiness for me because I finally get my my winnings from Pick'em this year. So, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you I'm just, I did it. Only, Trust you me. Your, you only get your ten because you blew it. Oh no, what? you get twenty. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, all right. Don't don't short me on this, okay? <laughs> I need my. They had this uh, strawberry cheesecake chocolate uh, one this week. Oh my gosh! Moving <sighs> on. Ugh, that place. I I might die because of that place, but you know what? It's suitable death. If if I go out because of crumble, I was I've been honored the right way. All right. Every time I try to end a podcast, it takes 20 minutes. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I'm Stephen Priest. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We will put our Super Bowl prediction podcast out later. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great rest of your weekend.